Well, hello, and I want to welcome you to the Victory Church Weekly Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Horton. I'm here to bring you a short message that's designed to help you become all that God created you to be and to live your life to the fullest. Thank you so much for listening. Let's get into today's message. It is an exciting day to be alive, and I'm glad to be back with you on our Victory Church Weekly podcast, and um, hope things are going well with you and yours. Um, uh, I've started a podcast, uh, I started a new series, I should say, um, uh, last time, talk, talking about uh, healing, and uh, and I want to keep going there, and we're going to keep covering some things about healing for the next number of weeks, because I think it's important for our faith to stay built up. Uh, you know, let me say, uh, I'm passionate about this subject because I spent the first years of my life, in my teenage years, particularly young young boy, teenage years, um, deep fear of sickness and disease and uh, fearing that I wouldn't uh, live a long time or would die young. Again, I've shared this so many times. I was uh, 12 or 13, and there was a Methodist church near my house I could actually walk to, and they had a Halloween carnival. Um, one Halloween I went there and they had a palm reader. Now, I don't think any of that should be in a church, but it was, and I was there. And I was a young boy and I was very influenced by this. And uh, so the palm reader read my hand and told me, uh, read the lines on my head, said, well, your lifeline, whatever that is, on your hand is short. And so you're going to die young. And now, you know, that was a dart of fear that stuck in my heart. And it, it, it dominated me my teenage years. I never said anything about it, but it was in the background of my mind, you know. Why finish school? Why to go to college? Why get married? Why try to have a career if you're going to die? And when I came to Jesus just before my 18th birthday, I found out that in the salvation package that Jesus offers every believer, in that package is, is healing for sickness and disease and freedom from sickness and disease and 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 uh, um, uh, a covenant with God where he covenanted to covenanted with us to be Jehovah Rapha the Lord our physician that's one of his covenant names so boy, when I found that out it kicked that fear right out of my life so I want to encourage you trust God for your physical body expect him to meet you in a in a not just a spiritual way but also a physical way and heal your body expect the healing power of God to manifest it's available to you because of what Jesus did for us on the cross of Calvary and we'll go there and we'll talk about healing in the atonement of Christ as we go through this and I want to make this as as practical as possible last time the last podcast talked about the fact that it took a couple of podcasts to do this. Healing comes two ways, ways by um, uh, gifts of the Spirit, 1 Corinthians 12, 8 through 10, gifts of healings, uh, or uh, healing comes by the grace of God. So again, if, gifts of the, if, gifts of he, if uh, healing comes through the gifts of the Spirit, through the gifts of healings, that's where God initiates. That's the sovereignty of God manifesting. There is no guarantee that you're going to be healed through a spiritual gift. You may, but if you are healed through a spiritual gift, a gift of he- gifts of healings, then you got to maintain that by exercising faith and believing that God has done what he said he would do in your body. So the other way to be healed is healing that we initiate, and that is healing by faith in God's word. Anything that we receive, or you could say healing by grace through faith. 
anything that comes through the grace of God. We, we accept by our faith, by exercising faith. Today, I want to cover a topic that uh, is challenging, but it's really important and I think very necessary and basic in understanding um, uh, how we can receive God's healing power. Uh, I'm going to begin. I, I don't think I'll get through today, but I want to talk about three basic reasons uh, why Christians uh, fail to receive healing. And uh, let me just get, say right off the bat here, you know, it's a challenging topic. Most of us know believers who have died without receiving healing. And just because a believer dies without being healed doesn't, you know, they go to heaven, they're with the Lord, that's wonderful. But, you know, if you look at the consensus of Scripture, God wants us to live until we're satisfied with life. And God wants us to be, live until uh, He wants us to live a long life. With a long life, Psalm 91, 16 says, Will I satisfy Him and show Him my salvation? So God wants us to be, live until we're satisfied with life. And that means for most of us, we want to live a long time. And that God's made me provision for that in the Word if we'll just make ourselves available to it. So again, uh, if healing is available to every believer, why do some fail to receive? We'll be addressing those things. Um, most people say, well, if healing didn't come, then it must not be the will of God for the person to be healed. So again, um, when we do that, we're placing all the responsibility for everything that does not work out in life on God. And that's wrong. So there's a there's a, a Godward side and a manward side to every battle and every victory. We have responsibility. And uh, you know, these are these are unanswered, these are are questions that need to be dealt with. These are things that need to be uh, these things, these these are things that need to be to be answered. So we'll talk about it. Uh, Jesus said in John 10, 10, the thief comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. Uh, we are in a battle, and at times there are casualties of war in a battle. That's why we want to keep our shield of faith up so that we can quench all the fiery darts of the, of the wicked one. You know, again, let me say, when I, was, uh, I went to church all my life, uh, three times a week in a Baptist church, I never heard one, one message on the subject of faith in God to heal your body. In fact, all my life in church, uh, I, uh, as I'm talking to you now, I, I can remember sitting in church and people praying for various things, particularly Wednesday night, they would have what they called sentence prayers, which they would go down the row of uh, rows of people on a Wednesday night. They called it quote unquote prayer meeting, which we really didn't pray except the sentence prayers the pastor taught. But we had sentence prayers and the people would pray for so-and-so and such-and-such -and -such who were sick, and they always say, God, heal them. And then they use this phrase, if it be your will. And so the will of God was subjective to each individual and each circumstance. And we'll get into this later. You couldn't have faith to be healed because you didn't know if it was the will of God. So how did you know if it was the will of God? Well, if the person got healed, it was the will of God. If they didn't get healed, it wasn't the will of God. So that that you know that makes uh, that makes faith in God for healing subjective to each individual situation, and that's not what the scriptures teach. So again, uh, 
uh, I had lots of unanswered questions when I first came to Jesus about healing and, and God's healing power because I was raised in a traditional church and, and just didn't receive uh, teaching on the subject. So, so we're going to talk about these things and there are unanswered questions that can hinder our personal faith to be healed. So, so here's the premise and let's start with this and we'll get right into our subject today. See how far we get. The premise is substantiated by scripture. It is the will of God for every believer to walk in divine health. So now I have, I have a whole lesson. We'll cover it. There's seven reasons that you can know from Scripture that it is the will of God to heal your body every single time. Again, provision for healing and health are included in our redemption in Christ. The same kind of faith that heals us that saves us is the same faith that heals us. Psalm 103.3, who forgives all of your sins, who heals all of your diseases, speaking, speak, talking about the Lord. And so again, the same faith that saves is the same faith that heals. If you can trust God to forgive your sins and you can stand your ground against your feelings of condemnation, inferiority, and, and feeling like you aren't forgiven and say, because God's word says so, I believe that, that I'm forgiven, even when you don't feel like you're forgiven. Or you may not feel like you're a Christian, but God says you are if you have believed in your heart that Jesus is virgin born, died for your sins and rose from the dead and said it with your mouth. And then you put your faith and confidence in him. See, you can be healed with that same kind of faith. Matthew 8, 17. Uh, says that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet saying, he himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. First Peter 2.24, who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree that we having died to sins might live for righteousness by whose stripes you were healed. And so again, uh, the father has Provided salvation for everybody. Look at it this way. Salvation's provided for the whole world. Jesus died for the whole world. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son. So, you know, healing's available. I mean, salvation's available to the whole world. But the only people that are really saved are the ones that reach out and grasp and act on in faith the words that bring salvation from the word of God. And uh, so again... Although, although God's provided salvation for the whole world, it's not an automatic guarantee unless each individual responds to God's grace and faith, right? So again, for personal faith's got to be exercised in the sacrifice of Jesus for a person to experience salvation. So, so right? So um, just because God loves and cares for us, that's no guarantee, listen, that, that we're going to receive God's best in life. We have to pursue Him. And we have to pursue God, and we have to pursue His best for us in, our, in, in life. You know, we just need to remember and realize that we live in a fallen world. We have an enemy that is not nice, and he doesn't play fair. Uh, he connives, he lies, he tricks, and sometimes he stacks the deck against us, so to speak. So, you know, my mindset, and we should have a mindset of a soldier. Well, we're, we're in a battle and so we're a soldier in a battlefield, and there are landmines around. The enemy wants to take us out. But you know what? We've got to be wiser than him, and, and we can outsmart him by living by faith, by walking by faith, by keeping that shield of faith up and keeping our faith built up in God 
through his word. So again, we got to be responsible and prepare for the attack. So, so in the same way, personal faith must be exercised for an individual believer to receive healing and walk in the health that Jesus desires that they have. Most people think, well, if I can get 10,000 people praying and, uh, you know, the more people praying, the more is going to happen, the more God's going to hear, and the more is going to, the more is going to answer. It, it, it actually just takes one. There's nothing wrong with people praying, and I advocate prayer, and I certainly pray a lot myself. But if you want to receive healing for the, from, from Jesus, uh, don't just base all of your faith in the prayers of others or the dozens and dozens of prayers of others. Have faith in God for health and healing yourself. we got to get in the Word about it. So there are three reasons if uh, believers are sick and don't, are not, don't receive their healing. Three reasons for that. The first one is lack of knowledge. Most believers, listen, are not taught the Word on the subject of divine healing. Most churches do not preach and teach divine healing today. If yours does, uh, it's the exception, not the rule. Personally for me, and I've been this way for all these years I've known Jesus, uh, be 47 years this year, uh, I will not be a part of a church that does not teach and preach divine healing. I was for the almost first 18 years of my life, but ever since then, for the last almost 47 years, I have not been a part of a church that did not preach and teach divine healing. Why? Why am I that way? Because I need to keep my faith built up. And, you know, the people you hang out with, you know, they, they are influencers and they rub off on you. So, you know, I want to hang out with people that believe God and will trust God, not people that are not sure that God will do anything. So I'm going to attend a church, if it's me, that preaches and teaches divine healing. We do here at Victory Church. I preach it strong. That's the reason I'm doing it on the podcast. I want your faith to be built up. One, the first reason that people don't receive healing that is promised by Jesus is lack of knowledge. And the lack of knowledge is simply because they haven't heard. So uh, again, that's important. Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So again, um, uh, we, we, uh, uh, lack of knowledge is the reason. Hosea 4, 6, my people are destroyed the lack of knowledge because you've rejected knowledge God said I will also reject you from being priests for me because you forget forgotten the law of your God I'll forget your children so he was he was speaking about the apostasy of, of Israel and they're going against God and against his word but this scripture applies to us today in the 21st century my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge a lot of believers are sick and don't receive healing because they don't have the knowledge they have a lack of knowledge about what God's word says about God's willingness and desire to heal us and to make us us rare uh, us us well so again Rare is the believer that can maintain a steadfast faith for healing if they do not receive the teaching of Scripture that enforces and produces faith. And that's the reason, again, I emphasize uh, if, if you're going to a church that doesn't, doesn't preach and teach faith and healing, I'd change churches. i just tell you. Uh, it's that important. And, uh, and, and the day is so serious now, you need all the faith you can get. So... Uh, uh, nonetheless, that's so important. Unbelief, listen, will hinder the manifestation of divine healing. 
Jesus would ask everyone, you remember that in the Gospels, except Peter, James, and John several times to leave the room while he was ministering healing. Why? Because healing doesn't come when there's an atmosphere of unbelief. Uh, notice Mark 6, verses 5 and 6. He was in his hometown, and it says, because of their unbelief, he couldn't do any miracles among them except to place his hands on a few sick people and heal them. And he was amazed at their unbelief. Then Jesus went from village to village teaching the people. Again, unbelief hinders the power of God from manifesting in our lives and helping us to receive what Jesus has provided for us. In Matthew 13, 54 through 58, listen to this. When he had come to his own country, he taught them in their synagogue so that they were astonished and said, where did this man get this wisdom and these mighty works? Is this not the carpenter's son? Is not his mother called Mary and his brother James, Joseph, Simon, Judas, and his sisters? Are they not all with us? Where did this man get all of these things? So they were offended at him. Now he did not do many, verse 58, this is Matthew 13. Now he did not do many mighty works there. Because of their unbelief. Wow, that, that's astounding. See, that's the reason, the number one reason people don't receive healing is lack of knowledge. So, so what's the antidote for that? Find out what God's Word says about your health and healing and feed on it a lot. Feed your faith and starve your doubts, somebody said. Um, again, an atmosphere of unbelief. God can't do anything in an atmosphere of unbelief. You know, uh, Susan and I, I was in the middle of Bible school and I went home uh, December of 1980 uh, to, to see my parents. Uh, my grandmother had become ill. My grandmother Horton, she's this wonderful lady. I loved her. Sweet lady. And uh, uh, anyway, she, uh, she had came down with a tumor in her neck. And, uh, and I found out about that while we were in, in Bible school in, in Tulsa. So when we came home in December to visit the family for Christmas, I took a trip. Susan and I took a trip to go see my grandmother. And, uh, you know, when I got there, I could see this, uh, I could see this tumor bulging on the side of her neck. And, uh, boy, it did trouble me. She, uh, anyway, um, short of it was um, I was in her house. I remember being right there in her, her kitchen and, and asked my grandmother, Grandmother, can I pray for you? And I had a few aunts there with me. All of them are going to be with the Lord now. Uh, but not, And they were Christians, they were believers, but I was in her kitchen, and my grandmother lived in an old and rustic house, and she still had a, a wood-burning stove in her, her kitchen. And I remember right there at the table, I was right in front of her old old refrigerator, and I said, Mom, Grandma, I'm going to pray for you if you'll let me. God wants to heal you. I talked to her for a few minutes about divine healing, and I said, Grandma, it's, the, it's God's highest and best will for you to be healed of this tumor in your neck. I laid hands on her, and I asked God, and I told her what March 16 says. These signs will follow them that believe, and one of the signs is they will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. I said, Grandmother, I want to lay hands on you in faith. Believe God to heal you. I laid hands on her, and I felt the power of God go into her, and I fully believed that God uh, would, could and would heal her. And uh, But the, the sad thing here is... Um, is when I finished praying, had a little bit more conversation, um, the, the family members around the room 
See, listen, the family members around the room, boy, I mean, they were so upset because their mama, my grandmama, was sick. They weren't thinking about what I just prayed. They were already thinking about missing her. And you know what happened? I couldn't be there. I had to go back to Tulsa. She did not attend a church that taught and preached divine healing. She was surrounded by people who were sympathizing with where she was and what she had instead of believing God for it to disappear and be healed. And you know what? She never left that atmosphere of unbelief. And as much as I prayed in faith, it didn't matter. You know what? She went to be with she went to be with Jesus. She she died about six months later. And that was a sad, you know, it was an eye-opening thing for me, and it reminded me of, of what Jesus said here in Mark 6 and Mark Matthew 13. He could do no mighty works among them except to place his hands on a few sickly people and heal them. And he could uh, and he was amazed at their unbelief. And then Peter, James, and John were the only ones many times that stayed in the rooms with Jesus as he prayed for the sick because he had to he had to get rid of the unbelief in the atmosphere. And friends, if you want to walk in health, get rid of the unbelief in your life. And you do that, attend a good church that preaches and teaches divine healing and, and surround yourself with people and friends that will build faith up in you, not take it away. And obviously, uh, above all, get into the Word. Find out what God's Word says about healing. Meditate on the promises of God about divine healing. And let the Lord minister to you and, and, and let the faith be built up in your life by getting into the Word. Again, the number one reason that uh, believers fail to receive healing that is substantiated and promised by Scripture is a lack of knowledge. And the antidote for that is to get in the Word. Surround yourself with faith. Surround yourself with an atmosphere of faith. Listen, I don't read things that, that are full of unbelief and doubt, pessimism. I don't watch movies that are filled with doubt, unbelief, and pessimism. I just don't do it. I'm going to keep my faith built up because we live in such a negative world. And you know what? I am determined. I want the best that God has for me. I want the best that God has for you. So, Lord, as we conclude today, I pray for all of us that, Lord, we would put first things first, that we really would seek first the kingdom of God, and that, Father, you would, uh, you would urge us, get in the Word, get in the Word about healing, and, Lord, as we get in the Word, Lord, our lack of knowledge is replaced by faith in you through your Word to heal our physical bodies. Let your healing power rise up as your faith, as, as the Word of God increases in our lives. In Jesus' name. Well, we'll talk about this next time. I hope your day goes great. God bless you. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Victory Church Weekly Podcast. I hope you're able to get something out of the message today. Before you leave, please make sure uh, that you subscribe or leave a review on whatever platform that you're listening from. Doing this goes a long way in helping us reach a wider audience. Lastly, if you want to reach out with questions, concerns, prayer requests, or comments about today's content, you can email me at pastor at victorychurchraleigh.com. I would love to hear from you. Now go out there and be all that God created you to be today. God bless you.